One of the most popular skiers on the world tournament scene will be out of action until next season. I'm Tony Lightfoot, and we'll be interviewing Adam Saddlemeyer next. The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and this is the latest edition of the TWBC Podcast. Now, uh, within within the last few days, uh, a little bit of news has, uh, has, has come across my bowels, so to speak, in that one of the, uh, the most highly decorated uh, overall skiers in a tournament water skiing and uh, and, a, and a general all-round nice guy, Adam Saddlemeyer, uh, has ju- has just found out that uh, he will not be able to compete uh, for the best part of uh, the next uh, next twelve months uh, because uh, he had uh, tested positive uh, for a uh, for for a heart-related uh, su- substance which he'd been taking taken the last a few seasons and has only now been put on the banned list as a diuretic so i decided to uh, to get to get to the source of uh, of of this uh, this latest news within the skiing world and to that end i am joined by the one the only former world uh, overall champion adam saddlemeyer how are you doing sir hey tony i'm well how are you not too bad, not too bad under the under the circumstances. I'm I'm sure that the that this uh, that this piece of news that uh, came across uh, that came across was uh, was was quite surprising. But uh, let's try and fill in a little uh, a few few of the gaps. Uh, starting off uh, from from the very beginning. Well, or actually, before we even do that, let's uh, let let's try and find out a little bit of the news that actually happened to you because. The uh, what was the medication in question? It was hydrochlorothiazide, wasn't that? Wasn't that correct? Yes. So uh, that that is the reason, and and uh, just kind of summarized, uh, you know, summarize to summarize everything that happened in, in a uh, short form. Like you said in your intro, uh, you know, I am banned uh, until the April of 2023 um, for testing positive for this blood pressure medication uh, during the uh 2021 world championships um so that's that's sort of the the long version of the story you know and uh at the very beginning i just wanted to kind of thank you for you know giving me a platform to be able to sign up kind of explain my situation um you know i know that i uh sort of made it public through a social media post uh, a couple days ago i've been dealing with this um for the good last five or six months um you know and there's just so much that you can cover in in one social media post and uh, there's just more to the story so um thank you for giving me this platform and uh yeah i'll be happy to kind of you know walk you through it and answer any questions that that you might have Okay, absolutely. We're going to try and fill in a few gaps here. So, uh, the reason why you're taking uh, this medication and uh, was for for a family history of of heart related uh, condition uh, was was that correct? Correct. Yeah. So, just to take you to the you know very beginning, um, 
I have a uh, big family history of, of high blood pressures and heart-related diseases. Um, you know, my dad has been taking um, a blood pressure medication since his early 40s or late 30s. Um, he's undergone procedures um, to sort of, you know, help with the, with the high blood pressure. So really it's been sort of fighting it for a long time. Um, his dad, my grandfather, actually passed away when my dad was 12. So I never even got to, you know, meet my uh, grandpa. Um, he died in his 50s uh, for a heart attack. So, you know, uh, long, long history there from my uh, dad's side. And then, you know, uh, high cholesterol from both sides of the family and, and all that uh, fun stuff. So, you know, not not the best uh, genetic pool from uh, from that standpoint, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's something that can be managed, and you know, it's something that I've been doing for uh, most of my adolescent life. Um, at the very beginning, you know, I started seeing a doctor um, right out of the college around 2012. Um, I was always on the higher end of of the normal blood pressure spectrum um, and I was able to kind of keep it managed through you know diet and, and salt intake and 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 li lifestyle choices um, but it was around the 2016 or 17 as I got a little bit older you know when uh, it just started getting out of control more and more and then finally you know the decision was made um, by my family doctor to to put me under medication in in, the, in 2018. Okay, and that medication was HTZZ, uh, which is the uh, the acronym for hydrochlorothiazide. And I, I've actually spoken to uh, to someone, actually my spouse, uh, on on that medication. She's actually taking it herself, and it is used uh, used quite commonly to treat uh, high high blood pressure. Uh, and and you said in your social media post, uh, one of the reasons why it's prescribed quite a bit is because it has very few side side effects. And so you took this medication, and at the time, it wasn't on the the WADA or a banned list, uh, wasn't that correct? So that is actually incorrect. Um, it ha has always uh, been there, at least to the best of my knowledge. Um, and I think what kind of gets to that point but uh yeah to the best of my knowledge it has it has been there the you know before i uh, i got uh, prescribed the medication um i just sort of you know the the way i verified whether that's the case or not and what has happened since um is essentially the reason you know why i'm facing the the 15 month ban so uh but yeah that's that's not correct okay so it's it's been on the list but hadn't, hadn't, didn't you have a tue or anything like that to therapeutic use use exemption as as a lot of athletes do for for medications that to, that would ordinarily uh you you would need to to actually to actually function on a day-to-day -day basis but could be abused if that medication wasn't used for its intended uh, purpose yeah, so that's that's actually a great great point. And the TUV, for people that do not know, is a uh, therapeutic uh, use exemption. I 
if I'm um, pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, you are. And under you know any any circumstances, if an athlete um, has to take a medication that's on the WADA list, uh, you know you are requested to to ask for one. Um, and it's the case for even if you have you know an emergency or, or something along those lines, uh, you always have to request one. Um, so. I'll I'll take a little bit of a step back and and talk about the medication first, if that's okay with you. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you know, by all means, uh, this is something that I've learned through the process. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a doctor, so um, you know, <laughs> don't take this as a medical advice. But uh, you know, uh, HTZ or the hydrochlorothiazide is is essentially a a water pill. It's a starter medication. Um, and the reason for that is because, like you said, it, it has very, very few side effects. Um, so, you know, if you're able to manage your blood pressure just with that medication, it, it really is not a big deal and it doesn't have any long-term effect. In terms of it being prescribed, it's one of the uh, two or three starter medications available to the doctors in the United States. Um, to prescribe to their patients um, at the time when, you know, I was kind of get thinking about getting on the, on the, um, on one of the medications, you know, we kind of went through the choices, uh, went through the side effects and uh, unfortunately right now, we know, unfortunately landed on the hydrochlorothiazide, um, you know, and in, in terms of the medication, um, being you know very common i think through my research when i was looking into this i, I found out it's like a 15 you know most prescribed medication um been in the united states so it's everywhere it's it come it's common and it's common because it works and it doesn't have any side effects right mm -hmm. um so so that's that one um and the medication itself and I think I explained a little bit of this um, in my post is, you know, what it does is it essentially makes your body um, produce more urine, right? So um, a diuretic. Really... Correct. Yeah. So that's that's why it falls within that S5 class um, under under VADA rules. And um, for whatever reason, the positive side effect of making more urine just happens to be a low blood pressure. Again, I'm not a doctor. Uh, don't ask me why, right? Yeah. Um, but but uh, so the medication itself, you know, um, I don't know, you know, people when when you talk about doping, you know, people start thinking about steroids and, and performance enhancing drugs. But uh you know, this, this hydrochloride is truly not that, right? It doesn't really give you any benefits in terms of, you know, your performance and recovery or, or whatever the case might be. But it's um, a the but, reason. But it's a, but, but it's a diuretic and a masking agent, which basically flushes those impurities out of your body. Uh, if if you're trying to use a, 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 an anabolic steroid or anything like that, one way you can hide the presence of that is is flushing it out using a diuretic or a masking agent. Exactly, and that's that's essentially where I was going with this. It, it is uh, very commonly abused. Uh, there is no question about that. 
uh, and the way it is abused is exactly um, how you just described it, right? People that um, do take, you know, performance enhancing drugs, um, you know, for competitive reasons, then use um, hydrocortisone or whatever the case might be to get everything flushed through their system, um, you know, just in case they get drug tested during the competition, right? So um, that's why it's, it's uh, that's why it's prohibited. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go to the actual test itself. Uh, I'm 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 sure that there are that there are people that are listening to this, um, and maybe a, maybe a very very select few that have actually been drug tested as part of, as part of water policy or within the National Federation or that kind of stuff. And you were you were drug tested at the World Championships. Now, because you weren't uh, weren't in the top three in any of the the events, commiserations, by the way, you're you definitely you definitely good. You would have been good enough to to been in the overall competition, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, uh, you were randomly selected for for a drug uh, to be to be tested. Now. Once they once they brought you to to one side and you had to go to to a secure place, a secure restaurant, whatever whatever it was, did you have to disclose that you had been taking HCTZ to them at the time, or or what 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 was that like? Yes, and uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I want to take a text, uh, step back and talk about the TUE because I kind of uh, forgot about that. So. Um, because if you had be, because because in during the drug drug test if you if you have a TOE obviously it's in your best interest to to say to the drug testing folks wherever they come from I have a TOE for this drug if you find it there's a reason why correct that is correct and uh, there is a problem with the S five uh, S five class of the diuretics or the hydrocortisone uh, that if you are an international athlete, um, you you cannot even ask for a TUV for this type of drug. Uh, so you know that is certainly something that I failed to do, uh, and in the process, obviously failed to uh, to learn uh, that uh, there's just simply, you know, you just cannot take it <laughs> under any circumstances, which is crazy, right? Because yeah, uh, absolutely, you know, people. People um, are able to take, uh, let's say, Adderall, right? Um, a drug that, uh, to the best of my knowledge, is proven to, to give you an edge. It's prohibited by um, F1 and all the racing sports because it, it is proven to kind of increase your focus and your reaction times. Uh, you know, it's prohibited in NHL and all the other sports, yet, you know, you are able to take it for therapeutic reasons. And I think it, people use it to treat, treat uh, is it HCB or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. or, or whatever. So, you know, a little bit crazy, but uh, that's, just, that's just how it goes. Um, so to kind of circle back to the, to the drug testing process in the competition, uh, for people that are listening and that don't know, um, I don't know the specific rules, but I think that in the pool of the finalists, um, the the winner automatically gets taken for the drug test, and then the place two through you know w whatever the final count is is put in a pool, and then the ra random 
name is drawn um, out of the hat. And, you know, that's, I ended up fourth uh, in slalom. So that's essentially kind mm -hmm. of what happened, right? And uh, uh, I don't want to self-incriminate here, <laughs> you know, myself. But uh, I've been on this drug in, since 2008, uh, 2018, sorry. So if you do the math, you know, yeah, I got uh, second at Worlds. Uh, you know, I've won professional tournaments. Uh, it just uh, so happens that, uh, you know, I never was drug tested. Um, and some athletes, um, some federations require um, the athletes to, to do the whereabouts under WADA and they get randomly drug tested. You know, that is simply not the case with, with my federation. Um, so... You know, it's not that I have been avoiding stuff. It's just it's not required of me, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've heard of, I mean, I've heard of uh, stories, you know, from, you know, from like the Italian Federation. I mean, I mean, there was one story one time that involved the, the, uh, the, the Italian Drug Testing Authority, whatever that is. They come under water, and uh, I mean, they. They they basically surprised uh, a Thomas de Gaspari at the at the uh, at the door of his house at one at one time, and you know he had to he had to, he had to produce the sample that kind of stuff. I mean it it varies yes. from certain federations, uh, and I found that the that the federations that tend to be closest to their to their national Olympic committees, as so far as support is concerned, tend to be the ones that. Uh, follow that follow that process uh, more strictly in terms of searching out the athletes and requiring them to make a, a spot test uh, no matter where they happen to be at uh, no matter what time or time or day or night correct you know and it just varies country by country uh, I don't think it's necessarily related to you know monetary benefits it's just how the country is set up because um, you know obviously I'm married to Alex uh, she you know, represented United States um, in water skiing for the longest time, you know, and she's been drug tested, you know, numerous times uh, since we've been together. You know, I, I we get uh, someone knocking on the door. It's usually at five in the morning. It's usually me opening the door and, and uh, here, here they stand, you know, coming coming to drug test there. So it's, it's a fairly um, common occurrence for some. Um, that are, you know, required by the country to fill out the whereabouts and be part of the program, but but not for the others. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, recall that day when you received a notification that you had been tested and had a HCTC in your system. Uh, I mean, I mean, not the normal protocol is to inform you that your that your A sample has tested positive. Then they're going to go to the B sample, and then if that if that correlates, then 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 a, then a sanction would be handed down to you, and the fifteen months uh, is is apparently what you've gotten. But uh, tell tell us tell us about that day that you got the actual notification. Yeah, so you know um, the the drug testing process itself it's really not that new to me, right? I've been competing on the international scene. Um, you know, since being under 14, right? So, you know, I've been drug tested, uh, gosh, like 
it's got to be more than 10 times or 10, 15 times uh, in my career. So, you know, I know exactly, you know, what the process is, um, you know, and how you're supposed to approach it. So certainly, you know, not something that, uh, you know, I would feel anxious about or, or nervous to kind of, you know, go through. Um, but, but I mean, but I mean you, must have, you must have been quite anxious over the last three seasons having started to take HTZ to HCTZ you know knowing full well that uh, that that was on the on the bad list right so this is where you're uh, wrong right because um, I did not know that the drug is not allowed right mm-hmm. I, I, I was not purposely taking the drug knowing that if I get drug tested I'll be in trouble um, I took the drug not realizing that it's on the prohibited list. And the, we'll get sort of, uh, you know, we'll get sort of to the reasons, what, like kind of what went into that, um, um, you know, what went into that, me not knowing, um, you know, and, and ultimately, uh, like with, if you break a law or with, with anything, you know, if, if you don't know, that doesn't really excuse you, right? Which is which is the reason why I cannot ski competitively until April of next year, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I it, I wasn't like shaking or being scared or, or you know, trying to avoid the, the drug test. I simply just didn't know that it's not allowed. So, um you know, at the day of the drug test, right, they, they, you know, you finish skiing and they kind of stand by you, pull you to the side, take you to the, to, to their setup. Um, you drink a bunch of water, um, you know, or beers or whatever. If it's under, you know, after a tournament, you're allowed to do that, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and you fill out a bunch of paperwork. It used to be all handwritten. Now it's in the iPad. Um you know, on an iPad, and then you go through all this process where, you know, you got to pull your own kind of sealed bag and sealed um, containers, you got to verify the numbers, you know, so that uh, there's, uh, you know, almost zero, um, zero chances of your sample getting mishandled or misplaced or or whatever the case might be. So it's, you know, it's the whole process that the officer kind of walks, that's there with you this whole time, walks you through. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the end of it all, he goes to the restroom with you, you know, watches you fill up all the containers, then walks you through the procedures, how, how to seal them, you know, and, and all that stuff. And, um, and put, after everything is... And put your signature that? on the forms and all that kind of stuff and verify that you've done this, that, and the other, and everything was above board. Right. And um, so, and this is actually where my problem number one uh, comes in, and I'm getting to that, right? So uh, this was done all electronically on the iPad. Um, you know, once everything is sealed up, put in the box, um, you hit, you know, OK on the iPad, and you're good to go, right? Mm. So I, I went through all that process. Um, it was on Saturday late in the day, um, you know, and I walked back to my car um, and I'm putting my ski um, uh, into the car. And I all, that, in that moment, I realized, oh, shoot, I did not um, 
indicate that I'm actually taking the hydrochlorothiazide because I simply, I mean, it might be hard to believe for some, but I just simply um, forgot, right? Because mm -hmm. um, it's something that I take every morning for the last three years. Um, yes, you know, they do ask you about your prescriptions. Uh, I just put an A uh, for, I just simply forgot. So then I walk back um, to the testing facility and I tell them, hey, you know, I forgot to put my prescription. I can get my wife to kind of send me the photo of the bottle that I have at home. Is there any, any way that we can retrieve the form and that I can put it back, you know, retrospectively? Mm. Um, and obviously the answer was no, um, because everything is, you know, done through internet electronically. So once you submit, there's just no way of sort of retrieving that form. Now, in hindsight, um, whether I put it on the form that day or didn't really doesn't matter because yeah. it would get me into the same situation, um, you know, either way. It just maybe makes this look a little bit shady for people that don't know me right it does make it i mean i understand it does make it seem like i was trying to hide it which we all know that there's simply no way but <laughs> right? uh, but so. i mean this but i mean this this is i mean from what you're telling me i mean you've drugged you, you've been you've been drug tested i mean you've uh i mean ever since you were back in the junior days that kind of stuff and i mean you've had to and uh, your day skiing in Europe, and I mean this, this, this is not your first rodeo when it comes down to these drug testing. But I mean, it seems to me that the procedure with the with the iPad and uh, c compared to like a written signed form or that or that kind of stuff, you know, that was something that changed, and the the difference in how that looked, you know, you know, made caught caused you to to make what is on the surface just a, just an, a clerical error, I would say. Yes, and uh, that's essentially uh, how, when I went through sort of the appeals and committees, then that's, that's essentially, you know, what uh, we try to explain. Uh, but again, once you get deep into the process and you get WADA, you know, involved, um, you know, those are the folks that uh, don't know you, you know, they just simply see you as a number and, you know, to them, everything looks shady, right? I mean, they're, they're used to dealing with, with uh, true offenders, you yeah. know, and uh, they probably seen everything in the book. So, um, you know, I, I'm not necessarily, again, it, it doesn't, it wouldn't matter either way, uh, but that's just a beginning uh, or continuation of, you know, what I feel were just uh, super unfortunate mistakes that led to this point. You know what I mean? And um, again, ultimately a reason why I can't ski. Yeah, it also seems to me that it, what a, uh, I mean, you, I mean, you met the guy afterwards, told him, hey, listen, I've, uh, I mean, sorry to bring this up, but I am taking HTTZ, 
you know, and I've been taking it for the last three years. I mean, you can you can go back to my previous drug test. You'll find it there. It I have a pre-existing health condition, but that felt, but it, but it seemed to me. I mean, I mean, you were you were trying to do your due due diligence in in saying that you're taking this medication, but it, uh, but they just weren't prepared to to take on anything else in terms of information after after the P went into the cup and you and you signed and and you signed electronically. Correct, you know, and and uh, the last time I was drug tested before then was in 2017 when I won. Uh, world games uh, in Poland, right? Um, that all the forms were on the paper. I'm not really sure if that matters that much, but uh, the most important point here is that uh, I wasn't taking the medication um, then. So, you know, my previous test was in 2017, no blood pressure medication. The next test pro- since then was the 2021. And, you know, I, I don't, to their defense, I don't think that, uh, you know, the officers kind of, um, you know, do doing the drug testing themselves. I don't think that uh, they had an ill intentions in mind, you know, and at least I don't feel that way. It's just simply part of the process, right? Uh, it's very standardized to avoid any sort of mishaps and mistakes and, you know, not being able um, to go back and change the forms is, is probably part of it. You know, if, if I, let's say, if, if the same were to happen in Poland where it wasn't electronically, you know, electronically done, it was done on the paper, I don't know if uh, they would let you add stuff, um, uh, you know, after the fact either, just, just because it's, you know, it's all signed, sealed. It's just part of the process. So, you know, they don't they don't open themselves up to to people with with ill intentions trying to cheat the system. All right, then. So uh, you'd gotten the notification that uh, that they found uh, an, uh, a medication that was on the banned list, uh, an, an S five diuretic and masking agent. So obvious, obvious. Obviously, the fact that it was in your system wasn't a shock to you. Uh, the 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 fact that that you would be given a ban, uh, you know, was no doubt was was a little bit bit of a shock to your system. And and the the amount of time that you would be away from competition was was a little unsettling. So, what measures did you take after uh, after that? I mean, did you did you seek any legal ris- uh, recourse? Uh, discourse there uh, to try and uh, uh, rectify what uh, what was on the surface a clerical error. Yeah, so you know, essentially, um, it, it really wasn't like an all of a sudden realization. If I'm being honest, right? It was like a painful, slow realization that the consequences I am facing are you know, far more severe than I could have ever imagined. Um, you know, so basically I was notified by IWSF, uh, let's say maybe a month later, right? So in November. Um, and when I got the initial email, you know, I remember responding within like five minutes and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I was wondering if this would happen. 
um, you know, here's, I'm taking, I've been taking this uh, blood pressure medication. Um, I'm going to get you all my doctor's, doctor's reports. Here's the uh, photo um, of my prescription. You know, let me know what else you need from me so that we can take this, take care of this, this small issue as, as fast as we can, right? Not knowing that, oh, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I might be facing ban. Like, that didn't even cross my mind. It wasn't until a couple of days um, lapsed since then when I got a response where like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is, this is a big deal, you know, and the, the standard sort of uh, time for Ben could be up, you know, north of, of two years. Like this, this is serious. And I was like, oh, crap, like this is a big deal. You know, I've got to kind of do the best I can or everything that's within my power, you know, to put together, um, you know, uh, a, a uh, my defense uh, so that I can sort of try and explain myself better. Um, and it was at that point where, you know, I engaged with, uh, with a, you know, law, law firm and, and lawyer and, and kind of went through that process. All right, then. So uh, handed down a, a, a 15-month ban. It could, uh, you just said it could have been a heck of a lot worse. It could have meant that with the next World Championships coming up in 20, 2023, you could potentially be missing out. But 15 months would put would, would mean that the ban would end in, in April, and uh, that, that would at least put you in a chance to qualify for, for masters with, with, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, whether they're going to do with the free tournament LCQ or, uh, or, or, where, or, 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 or other tournaments that'll be uh, taking place around about that time. So, you know, 15, 15 months sounds, sounds long and it is long. It is April, 2023, but it could have been a heck of a lot longer. Uh, correct. So, you know, um, I'm not happy about it, right? Because uh, deep down, I, I know that this is all just a uh, huge misunderstanding that unfortunately WADA or the people making those decisions um, don't see that way. Um, and, you know, in, in my research into sort of the, the previous uh, cases under WADA and all the other governing bodies around the world, you know, it, it turns out that uh, handing down sentences for this type of drug is is actually not not necessarily a huge problem, but very inconsistent. Uh, it varies greatly, um, you know, on a case by case basis, and uh, that goes for you know both the the severity and and the, the length of the punishment, right? Mm -hmm. um, I can, you know, the spectrum, I mean, it ranges uh, anywhere from sort of like a, 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 a public notice, uh, right, mm -hmm. where that's that's all you get all the way to to two years, four years or, or whatever the case might be. Now, granted that the people on the longer side of the spectrum, you know, have had their samples tested for not only the hydrochloridazide, um, but also other drugs in their system, 
um, and then people, you know, on the on the very short uh, end of the spectrum, you know, range anywhere from, you know, actually high blood pressure. Um, someone getting, tr you know, having to go to a uh, emergency room um, for for severe case of high blood pressure and and being given this this drug as a as a uh, you know emergency or. What I discovered is that there's a, or there used to be, or there might still be, I'm not sure about that, but uh, a huge problem with the cross contamination. So it's athletes, you know, taking, taking vitamin supplements or whatever that the case might be, you know, being made in the same place as these drugs. Um, mm. And it just some, somehow happens, you know, to find itself into their supplements and then into their system. Yes, indeed, and uh, and I'm going to be honest. I mean, I mean, with the time in the worlds and uh, that kind that kind of stuff, you know, I, I no, I was I was looking looking down the list of like for Swiss Pro and uh, for the uh, for the LCQs. I didn't see your name on the list. I've, I'd I'd thought you flat out retired. Uh, to be honest, to be, to be honest with you, I mean you I mean you got Alex. You got two wonderful kids. You know you you you'd been world overall champion. I mean you I mean you got. Uh, uh, or you had fourth place, uh, tied fourth place in in slalom, uh, that kind of stuff. And I've and I've thought, and I thought you'd you'd have just said, okay, I've done my bit. Let's uh, let's settle let's settle down. I mean, I've got everything that I want uh, that that I've tried to uh, to 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 obtain within the sport of water skiing. Now it's time to to focus your attention on 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 your on your <laughs> kids and, and and everything else and uh, your your career and that kind of stuff. I never never thought for a moment until until this uh, Facebook post came up that uh, that you that your absence from the sport would be anything other than maybe just retirement. Yeah, yeah. And you know, actually it it's sort of uh played into my cards uh, to where I think that a lot of people maybe thought um, thought that. Um, so I avoided a lot of, uh, you know, uh, conversations or, or having to, you know, kind of, you know, not tell people on purpose because uh, I didn't want to make this public um, until I'm sort of at the tail, tail end of the process, right? Because, uh, you know, at that point, you you still don't know what what it's going to be, um, what the outcome, what what the severity and and everything that's going to sort of happen. So, you know, I I didn't really want to say anything until I I know my worst case scenario um, to not give um, you know people room to speculate and spread you know false information. Because I mean, ultimately, you know. People that know me, um, they and know me well um, and know the sport. You know, they know where all this is. You know that the way that I feel, right? That is yeah. all just a huge misunderstanding. Um, so that really kind of what what matters most. But uh, I wanted to present everybody with uh, with with facts that I simply didn't have for you know what is it six almost six months. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, for the next few months until April, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's funny because uh, you reached out to me, kind of saying that uh, you know 
you want to do this? Um, and I, I knew that this question was coming. I, I didn't really want to sound like a downer. So I, I really wasn't uh, sure what I'm going to tell you. But, uh, you know, I, I actually am, uh, I, I did have some, let me kind of take a step back here. I did do still have some, some options to um, go through the process and try and reduce the, the, the sentence, or I don't want to call it a sentence, but you know, reduce the 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 ban period, um, and we still might do that. So the 15 months is um, the worst case scenario. Uh, now I'm kind of trying to decide um, whether I want to keep pursuing this. Um, you know, kind of looking at it from the the negatives and, and positives, right? But given the nature of the water ski season, you know, I, I simply don't think that there's a way that uh, I'm going to be given, if I go through the, the process that I'm going to be given a, let's say, reduce, reduce uh, ban of six months, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the best case scenario, you know, I can get uh, down to 12 months or whatever the case might be, which lands into you know, uh, beginning of the year and that's, that's the off season for us. So, um, you know, to me, it kind of truly doesn't matter whether it's the beginning of the April or March. Uh, I mean, yeah, I wanted to go back to Wumba masters one more time because I love Australia. Of course. Uh, so that's, that's the, that's the only event. Uh, but you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, the benefit of, having having the band reduced by a couple of months just sort of outweigh the the stress and the anxiety and and, and the, the and, amount of work and the cost as well because i mean no yeah. doubt you no doubt there's going to have to be some some money changing hands to you know to get the uh, the legal wheels in motion you know and it it, it it'll I mean, even if you get it reduced by a month, you know, it's cost it, it's cost you enough to to get it reduced by that amount of time for the sake of having to fork out another thousand, another two, three thousand dollars just to get to Australia and to and to and to compete there. Uh, correct. Yeah. So it's just you know the the sort of the the uh, the positives sort of got out. You know where didn't compare to, you know, the, the, the ability of kind of being able to put it out there. You know, I can't tell you uh, what the first day of the Facebook post felt like, right? I just felt like I've had this, you know, cooked up on or pent up on the inside. And uh, that day I certainly felt uh, very relieved and uh, the happiest I've been uh you know over the last six months so uh it it definitely was a kind of a big day for me um you know i uh, certainly appreciated a lot of people um sort of speaking up uh, in their support um that was really awesome to see but also you know i've had folks reaching out to me uh saying oh shoot i'm on the same stuff i've got to make sure that i get off of it when i'm competing um because i could be in the same situation as you are right so that makes me certainly feel better knowing that uh perhaps i i uh, help someone avoid some some pretty crappy times you know 
yeah, obviously a cautionary tale going forwards. You know, uh, not not only from the point of view of actually of of actually taking medications, which you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I mean, this is some life life-saving medication you know i mean stuff that you actually need to control your blood pressure on a on a on a day-to-day basis but also a cautionary tale on you know just just making sure that you read everything and that you don't miss anything uh on on an on an ipad you know it's it's not the paper form (laughs) anymore you know it's you know everything's gone electronic for better or for worse you know and you know, some some things like this happen and have happened in in your case. You know, and 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 unfortunately, you're in you're in this predicament right now. Right. So you know, like we said earlier, right? Um, you know, the fact that I didn't mention it during the test uh, really wouldn't matter either way. Um, the drug is and was prohibited. What I sort of uh, where I messed up, and I posted that. Um, as as a screen recording or 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 you know what what kind of happened with when i got prescribed the medication i went um on the vada website and i uh copied and pasted um the name of the drug into the search box and you can go to my facebook or instagram and, and sort of watch the screen recording now the screen recording was taken in january of this year when i knew that um you know i'm gonna have to go through this process and i was trying to gather some evidence and because um when i first got notified or you know second when i was told that this is actually a big deal you know i just could not figure out why i wouldn't like what happened that i didn't see the medication and and i remember that i actually did go on the website search for it and it just simply did not come up right Mm -hmm. which is what sort of urged me to take that uh, screen recording back in January. Um, And it just so happens that the WADA website, if you look at it now, has been overhauled, updated. Yeah. Um, And um, if you search for the same word, it does come up now. Now, Yeah, I'm seeing it right here. Yeah, and this is something that uh, played into a huge disadvantage during my appeal process because the people uh, in the committee making the decision simply were not able to grasp the fact that the website then has given me a different outcome than the website now, right? So again, you know, as I always said, it was a series of just little things here and there that resulted in this huge mis, you know, misunderstanding. This is certainly one of them, and it's a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in terms of me sort of verifying whether the medication is prohibited or not, I did then download the PDF um, form or the PDF that kind of lists all these drugs, and I actually typed in the word hydrochlorotazide and nothing came in, come come in um, or nothing sort of um, you know showed up and I do this for work where I have to search PDF documents and what I do as part of my process you know I type in a, a random common word such as I don't know design or or whatever 
that mm -hmm. I know will be mentioned in the document so I can verify that my computer and the PDF viewer has the ability to to kind of search search that that document itself, right? Indeed. And come up with results. So, so I know that I so I know I that I did that, uh, but then I typed in the word hydrochlorothiazide and nothing came up. Um, and I don't know, you know, the only thing I can think of is just that I misspelled the word, you know, mm. so because it is fairly complicated. Um, so, so that's, that's sort of the, the, the another mishap there, um, you know, you know, on, on my part. Um, yeah, it, it just, just, just seems to be a chain of un, of unfortunate events. Uh, nothing nefarious, nothing, uh, no, nothing on nothing nefarious on your part was going on i mean you just happened to be at the wrong place the uh, wrong place wrong time wrong situation you know with the drug tester for 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 start for starters and you know i mean so um so that's uh, that that's that's what that's what i can gather from this but uh we're go we're gonna wrap up uh, the podcast uh at this time now typically when i asked uh, someone uh a at the end, uh, who they want to thank, who who they want to acknowledge, you know, in, in on the grand scheme of the subject that was uh, discussed uh, during uh, during the podcast, I'm sure that there are uh, family members, people that have that have that have tried to help you out in in this process. I'm sure you'd want to to give them a mention and uh, and and thank them uh, for their support in uh, what is what has to be a rather uh, uh, you know horrible horrible process <laughs> yeah uh, i mean definitely something that i wouldn't be able to get through um on my own um it is sort of the closest friends and family um that you know kind of help you work through um such a dark times because again you know uh, 15 months at 35 is, is certainly a uh, a career changing um you know circumstance uh but yeah, I have a great support team uh, who know what I am about, uh, who know who you know I can rely on hundred percent. So I think that uh, you know, without mentioning names, people people know who they are, and um, you know, if you listening to this podcast, still have your doubts, uh, you know, uh, feel free to reach out to me. You know, I have literally zero things to hide. Um, you know, then uh, you might just find out something that you didn't know or if I can help someone through the process or avoid it, you know, I'll be uh, it will make me happy. And you can find Adam on adamsaddlemeyer.com. Also, uh, he is on Instagram and on Facebook as well. There are definitely those uh, those outlets uh, to get in touch with Adam. But uh, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to be on this uh, podcast. Uh, this has been uh, Adam Saddlemeyer on the TWBC uh, podcast along with alongside me, Tony Lightfoot. And until next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.